there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. sexuality family. We have a super, super special episode or next couple episodes, I should say, coming up um, with our pre-marital series. And today we have two really special guests and I want to introduce you, Kyler and Britt. So they have a beautiful ministry on Instagram, which is love your first year. You guys need to go give them some love, go show up there and hit up their page and follow them because I promise it's going to bless you. They are doing so much beautiful work for the kingdom and we're just going to give them this stage tonight. We have a few questions for them. Um, but before we go into that, you guys, let's hear about you. We want to know, let's, let's ask you, uh, three questions. Okay. So we want to know about your marriage. When did you guys get married? Uh, tell us something about you guys that you love and then how your ministry came about. Well, that sounds great. First of all, we're so honored to be here. So thank you guys for sharing this uh, yeah. with us. And we're really excited to help couples prepare for sex and marriage. So I'll let Britt take it off with talking a little bit more about our, uh, our marriage. Yeah. So I'm Britt. Um, this is Kelly, my husband. Um, we have been married for almost three years now. Um, so yeah, not, not a long time, but we feel like that's been, um, (laughs) (laughs) we got married in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, we're both from the Midwest. And so we really just, we grew up in church and, and I think pretty early on in our marriage, we both really quickly developed a heart for engaged couples. We got engaged, um, and married pretty young compared to a lot of our friends. And so we found ourselves answering questions about our marriage and helping our friends navigate engagement. We had a really incredible engagement, um, season. And so we found ourselves just answering questions and and helping our friends navigate that. And we're like, Hey, like if our friends are struggling with these questions, like probably a lot of other people are as well. So that's kind of how love your first year uh, was born was really just like, how would I share this with my little brother or with my, with my friend. Right. And so um, a lot of the resources that you'll see were from, you know, friends asking us questions and how can we meet this need here? Because Mm -hmm. it's a topic that's just not super covered, uh, especially church and how to have a godly marriage so that's so great Mm -hmm. that is amazing and we just want to commend you on this because (laughs) this is needed like stepping Mm -hmm. up to the plate and this calling is beautiful and just seeing this kingdom work come together like watching god knit together young couples like with these kind of ministries is so beautiful so we are so excited to team up with you guys and do this um and then what'd you guys do outside of this? Tell us one thing each about you guys. What do you guys love to do? Um, so I am a NICU nurse. So okay. I've been that for like about a year and a half now. So yeah, I started right out of school and it's been awesome. <laughs> it's been hard, but Amazing. it's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. I think Brit Brit's care for like really vulnerable people groups has really translated yes. over into what we're doing. I think the care that she focuses on for our audience is, is something that's really important and something I really admire about her. Um, mm-hmm. I run a marketing agency in my day-to-day, which is kind of boring, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's bills. Um, and then when we're not doing that, we're uh, wrestling our puppy, which the listeners can't see this, but I have one hand behind my back trying to keep her off of us so that we can continue recording. But um, She's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Us, but it's, it's all good because she's cute. So That's so good. 
I love okay. how you guys um, mentioned before um, that your engaged years, like your, your time of engagement was really good. So I'm just really curious when you said that, like what made it really good? Um, I think like throughout our dating season, I feel like we had like, a, I would say what we thought was a really good dating, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but when we hit engagement, I feel like that is when like things got like started to get really real. And that's when like, started uncovering like some issues that like we didn't really know that we even had Mm -hmm. um and we um had like really really good premarital counseling through um watermark church in uh dallas texas so um yeah we just really um felt like because we had such good premarital counseling we really wanted to like help people have Uh, yeah and we sort we sort of talked about this before we press record but I think there are, like, we were so fortunate to have really great access to premarital counseling. Like, right. there was a cost associated with that, that, like, you know, not everyone can afford. And there's, you know, resources that we had access to and people in our lives that, like, we are so, so grateful for, but we're fully aware that not everyone has that same experience. And yeah. we talk about now in the age of COVID, like, long distance couples and couples mm-hmm. who can't have access to premarital because the church is, has been closed down for a few months yeah. and, or, or I guess coming up on a year now. So, I think for us, a lot of it was like, how can we share this really incredible experience that we knew we had back with couples who might not have access um, to that same level of, you know, engaged experience. And for us, it came back to the fact that like, we identified some problems and we're like, we know that this can't exist in our marriage Mm -hmm. and we wanted to help, you know, couples do the same. I think that is so so key. Like Mm -hmm. being able to identify things that, you know, could jeopardize things within your marriage like having that mindset alone is so empowering. I just wanted to repeat that because that is so huge for marriages. And it's never too late to take counseling, even within your marriages. Like that's, we talked about this last episode too. We should normalize counseling. It's not because you're like a lost cause. It's because you've got hope and you want that counseling, you know, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Right. Yeah, and it, it removes pressure from you too, right? Like it's Absolutely. like, you know, to be like, Oh, we got this and we can read all the books yes. and all the things, but like it allows you to just be present in your relationship and focus on building, you know, specifically with premarital, like building that future mm. relationship. And that's some, not something that you can really kind of muscle up on your own. So that's something we love that you said last week. Like it's just so, so, so important um, to seek out premarital counseling in, in any capacity. Love it. That is yeah. so good. Okay, let's segue this kind of, can we get a little bit more specific um, for preparation for marriage, but in the context of intimacy. So talking about engagement, talking about dating, and you guys obviously have been so blessed in your journey and we love hearing these victory stories. How can couples prepare specifically for marriage in regards to curating intimacy intentionally? Because we're going to go into making boundaries too, in terms of like really curating those sexual boundaries too. But with intimacy in mind, how can couples go about talking about that as a dating couple or talking about that in, in engagement? Yeah, I think that's, that's a great question. And it's a question we get a lot. Um, Mm. Because I feel like it's one of those things that people just like, don't really, it seems so easy, but people don't really know how to do it, I guess. Um, So when we were talking about it, one of the things that we came back to was that intimacy starts with friendship. Um, yeah. We 
it, like Kyler brought up a good point um, when we were talking about it earlier. He said, how can you build intimacy with someone that you don't even know? So like, mm. how can you, you know, like if you don't know them, like how can you become more intimate with them? Yes. Um, so, you know, on a practical level, that kind of looks like um, just getting to know each other, mm-hmm. like just becoming friends first. Um, doing and, things that are not inherently sexual right, like yeah, outside of yeah. dating each other and building that relationship right yeah. exactly we also find that a lot of engaged couples um, tend to think that sex and intimacy are fully synonymous and it's mm-hmm. that's just not necessarily mm-hmm. true so it's kind of like yeah. uh, a rectangle in a square right so like sex yeah. is is intimate right but intimacy doesn't always have to be sex and so we talk about yes. a lot about spiritual intimacy and relational intimacy mm-hmm. and emotional intimacy and those are, uh, for the most part, things that you can build and practice while you're engaged that will help lay the foundation um, for s- sexual intimacy once you're married. But it, they are not necessarily, um, you know, synonymous all the time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really great point. So then when it comes to thinking about um, intimacy for couples who are dating or engaged, let's maybe go towards engaged. Um, how could they actively prepare for intimacy? Like maybe, well, we can do both. So let's say just like intimacy as in like a friendship or, um, you know, like the non-sexual kind of intimacy, but what could they do in sense of like, I mean, learning about or talking about the sexual side of intimacy? Like where does, where is the line when you're engaged? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, a lot of those things are going to overlap, even though we just mentioned that they're not synonymous, yeah. like preparing for both of those things, friend, intimacy, relational intimacy, all that stuff is going to still be a similar process to preparing for um, sexual intimacy. And a lot of that starts with surrounding yourself with godly people and mentors. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I mentioned a second ago that so many people don't realize that, that you can't just muscle it up. And, you know, that's why counseling is important. But it's the same thing with like, you need people in your corner. Like you need people who can tell you, this is the truth about what marriage is like. And here's what you need to do to be successful at it. It's like, why are we reinventing the wheel? Like every single time, like let's, let's surround yes. ourselves with people like that. Um, yes. Do you want to talk about these, the other kind of things that we had mentioned? Sure. Yeah. And then we also, you know, had talked about like, just, you know, it seems kind of simple, but just praying for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like God knows your spouse better than you know, your spouse. So like just pressing into that, I think is, also super super important um and then also lastly like utilizing like resources like talking about Mm. expectations and boundaries and um you know like all sorts of all sorts of things that you have like within reach Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. did you guys sorry when you guys were engaged did you guys have any resources that you found really helpful like other than like people and stuff were there any books that were recommended to you or things like that that you guys enjoyed yeah, we've got a couple books that we typically recommend to couples. Um, one of them is Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts by Less and Less to Parrot. Um, that's an incredible framework for helping you kind of first self-identify, like, what am I like and what do I bring into marriage? And then how does that merge with my partner? Um, the other one that's really popular that we really personally enjoyed was um, Things I Wish I'd Known Before I Got Married by Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, and all of those things, like, for us, like, help bring out a lot of uh, things that kind of came to the surface that we weren't aware of, or like we really needed to work on. Um, and so those are two really incredible books that I would, I would recommend. The other one that's sort of parallel to like sexual intimacy, um, is a book called sacred marriage by Gary Thomas and the subtext. And I love this. It's like probably one of my favorite of any books is what if God designed marriage to make me holy more than to make me happy. 
And I think that sets a really great foundation for, um, for intimacy and spiritual and sexual intimacy um, in your marriage. And that's a great book for engaged couples to go through as well. Awesome. Yeah, those are really great resources, guys. Thanks. I'll make sure to link those below so people can find them because cool. it's nice because there's so many like books and stuff that we recommend, but like those ones, I'm like, I didn't even know those existed. So thank you for sharing those. Love that. Uh, shameless plug too. Like I'm not, yeah, feel free to edit this out if you want. Um, <laughs> as a part of our online course, we also have, um, it's called the ultimate guide to the wedding night and, the, and honeymoon, just because we found that so many couples like just didn't know what they didn't know. And as a part yes. of that, we have, it's like 30 or 40 expectations. We call them sex expectation questions. Just to be, I love you know, it. <laughs> back. Um, and it talks about a lot of things relating to your wedding night and, and all types of stuff like that. So that's another resource that can help you prepare and talk through those expectations and boundaries and um, fears and what you're excited about. And, you know, you guys mentioned last episode, your goals, and um, that's a, a great resource to, to share as well. Oh, awesome. man. That is something we'll definitely be sharing Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to share that to our followers. So we're going to make sure to get connect with you guys after that, because having those kinds of yeah. resources is amazing. So we are, yeah. we're all about resources. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about boundaries more specifically now? Boundaries are a huge part of every area of our life. I find like I did a big study this year in scripture, just like, like studying Jesus. I'm like, Man, that guy was so onto boundaries. Like he knew where to keep himself and where not to affiliate. I'm like, Jesus is like the go-to for like knowing how to deal with all the things with wisdom. But he was like, he didn't take nothing. And I like, I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. And it doesn't, it doesn't like it, it applies exactly to an engagement and dating relationship too. When it, when we're addressing intimacy and sexual boundaries, right? Like it is so important to guard that. And we have had so many questions from our followers asking how and when and where do you draw the line? Like what's the line? And uh, so we're going to throw that question at you guys. Let's hear it. Oh man. Well, first of all, like boundaries, I I just want to reiterate the importance of boundaries. You guys talked about it quite a bit in the last episode, but boundaries help our future selves make smart decisions, right? Like you're typically not setting a boundary when you're like about to break the boundary. So Mm. boundaries, setting them ahead of time and discussing them with your partner help you in the future when you actually need those, those boundaries in place. And they also protect your marriage and, and your purity, right? Exactly what they're sound. They're a boundary between this place and that. And oftentimes like what we found in our relationship and in so many relationships is that boundaries come from mistakes. And so like, for us, yes. like we want to remove the fact that like we want to remove this idea of like shame and guilt around sex like, because you're going to mess up like you're going to make mistakes yeah. it's so so common to to do that but that doesn't mean that that it's like oh it's all over now like cool like yeah. let's just continue to have premarital sex because we yes. broke the boundary. Yeah. and so for That's us right. like what we've identified is that boundaries often come from mistakes and so when you mess up one it's an opportunity to repent um, but second, it's also an opportunity to create a boundary. What happened that put us in this situation um, that we can prevent going forward? Uh, Britt and I were talking about this earlier and the how far is too far. And like, just like you guys, we get this question all the time. All the time. So I want Britt to share this because I think she has a really good heart for how to kind of frame this maybe in a little bit different way. And then we will answer the question directly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think like, I think a lot of people get so like caught up in like, you know, what's okay and what's not okay. You know, like it's like not this like black and white thing. Right. Yes. Um, and I think that like when we focus so much on like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Like, am I crossing the line? Am I not? Then I think we're like completely missing the heart of God behind sex. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I like, I really feel like, um, like ultimately the question that we should ask is that like, you know, like why did God create these guidelines for sex? Like what is his heart behind sex? And so like one of the like best ways that we can really even get to, you know, like learn his heart is to spend time with him, Mm -hmm. you know, to to grow that relationship. And, you know, and we'll mention this, um, we might mention this later, but um, God created sex and sex is so good. And so that means that God um, creates the rules for sex. And so that's something that we, he created for us to, to follow and to, um, to abide by, to protect us. Yeah, for sure. And so I think reframing that question is helpful. It's like, how can we honor God with our purity? Not how, how far can we go without getting, you know, getting, um, but I also understand that there is a little bit of innocence in asking that question and that generally you do want to honor God with your purity. And and it's not, the Bible's not like black and white on like, here's where you should stop. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think for us, like I will, we preface by saying that, and I would say that's really helpful just to just remind yourself that sex is good and God desires for us to have a great sex life in marriage. Yeah. But like, if you need the answer to that question, how far is too far? Um, we have a scale of one to seven that we share in our course. And we learned a slightly different version um, during our premarital counseling that was really helpful for us. And we kind of modified it and, and share it here. And so there are kind of seven um, levels to sexual intimacy that we typically identify. And I'm going to share all seven of them really quick because I want yes. you to see how this can build on top of each other and how it can really quickly go from one to seven in a matter of minutes so first is hugging and holding hands right pretty basic like intro level to to intimacy um second is kissing third is making out or kissing other parts of the body four is over the close touching five is under the close touching six is oral sex and seven is full intercourse and so wherever you've fallen on that spectrum um again like this is a safe place and like there's no there's no shame we don't want you to have shame Um, but what we do want you to do is say, okay, where can we draw that line going forward? And so for couples, what we recommend is drawing the line after number two, which is kissing. And it's, you're going to be like, I'm going to get, we're going to get messages like, so strict. Like, what are you saying? I think for most couples, that line between, you know, kissing and and making out and, you know, kissing other parts of the body is kind of that point of no return, right? It's like, stop here. Um, and beyond that, it starts to get into maybe a little bit more of a lustful, uh, mindset. And so that's what we typically recommend for couples to answer the question, how far is too far? If that's what you genuinely want to know, um, yeah. following that kind of, uh, those levels and drawing the line, um, after kissing is what we typically recommend. Yeah. And it reminds me of actually like that Bible verse. I can't even remember it off by hand, but, um, you know, like can the man scoop fire in his lap without being burned? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's like, yeah. if you're just like placing yourself in this situation, but expecting, that nothing else is going to happen, yes. right? I mean, it, you're kind of just setting yourself up for, for failure, right? It's just like, well, yeah. you know, like you said, right? You have to set the boundaries, you know, it kind of happens after a mistake, right? right, right. Um, so I think that's a really good point where you have to just really reevaluate and look. And even if you have to like write out the whole scale, like I saw it on your guys' Instagram um, page today, where it's like, if you have to screenshot that and be like, hey, 
what's where are we stopping and just be really open about it i think is is a really good idea yeah for sure so in your guys's opinion so in talking about you know going too far things like that so what do you guys think would be too far in terms of talking about planning mm. or learning about all things sex so how can we make yeah how can we make healthy boundaries as we get excited to become one without you know you know going too far in terms of that yeah there's this um weird thing i feel like in christian circles especially when you have like a couple who is like super open about sex and they're like oh we're not we're not having sex but we're going to talk about like we're going to be like sexually explicit and have these conversations like ahead of time but it's also like there's an element of where some of that and like I'll keep that intentionally open-ended is appropriate as you approach you know your your wedding and and understanding like what's what's going to happen right and just making sure that's clear but most couples will bring that in way too early into the relationship and so because there are so many nuances around stuff and, and everyone has a different sexual past and there's a lot of trauma associated with sex especially in the church Um, I just wanted to share like kind of a way to think about this wherever you're at on that journey of like dating all the way to engage. So um, while you're dating and maybe at the beginning of your your engagement, we encourage couples to talk about um, the past, right? So that's talk about your sexual past and things that may impact your, you know, your future marriage. That does not mean to talk about all of your partners in depth and what happened with them. So let me like, please hear me when I say that, but things of your past that are important to share going forward. While you're seriously dating and engaged, it's important to talk about the present, right? So talk about how you will presently protect your marriage, protect your purity, and set clear boundaries and discuss the right now, right? So you're talking about your past while you're dating and early engagement. You're talking about your present while you're seriously engaged or seriously dating and engaged. And then lastly, you're talking about your future. And that typically happens about a month before marriage. We don't encourage couples to like have the big sex talk like too far out because just like we've talked about, like it, it increases this temptation to become sexually intimate. Um, so talking about your future sex life, your wedding night, what you're excited about, what you're nervous about. Um, we mentioned the resource, our ultimate guide to the wedding night and honeymoon has a bunch of questions. So just get on the same page about sex without becoming sexually explicit. You don't have to talk about sex and also talk about all the things I want to do to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all the things that like, let's leave a little bit to, you know, yes. to the imagination um, there. But so, yeah, I think understanding like, talking about your past, talking about present, and then talking about um, the future and when those things should happen will help you kind of guide your relationship and not cross a boundary that you're not trying to cross. Yeah. That's a really great guideline, guys. I think that's fantastic to just really have it like as a framework in your brain to think about, like, even for me, it's like, oh, wow. Like we probably talked about sex way sooner than that. Right. But like, I can totally see how that could, you know, like lead to temptation or like even like lots of people I've had, I had a friend, a couple friends who were engaged and they were like, you know what? We had to stop listening to your podcast. And I was like, that's great. Like, that's fine. If that's what you needed to do to keep your mind, you know, pure and safe, like do it and no, come back, you know, when you're married and that's cool. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a really great framework for that. So thank you for that. Yes. All right. So it was so great having you guys on this episode to just really um, give us like a beautiful framework for, you know, how to prepare for intimacy, what it looks like, you know, what's too far or how you should really rethink that. So I think you gave our listeners really like a lot to think about. Um, And I think it's just going to be really nice to have this episode to lead us into, you know, what does the wedding night look like 
what happens afterwards. So we're excited to have you guys along for that episode as well. So everyone can stay tuned for that one. Um, but yeah, I think FYI. this is a really, yeah, <laughs> spoiler, but yeah, we're just really thankful that you guys came on here and thank you for all your wisdom and your insight. Cause we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, we're so you. honored and just so blessed by your ministry. So we're excited to be on next week too. Yeah. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys, and we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.